What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Two Pop to Handle. We made it to week two and I am so excited to be recording again. I feel like all week long I was like a kid on Christmas, just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to come and record again and do this and just like talk about the things that bring me joy. So, so stoked to be back. Thank you to everybody who listened to our first episode last week, anyone who shared it, anyone who found us on TikTok, followed us anywhere, subscribed on YouTube, just any sort of love and support. It's really, really so appreciative and I'm so excited to kind of just keep this momentum going and not only have people, you know, like listen and give feedback on the episode and make me itself, but tell me about like what they thought about my takes and, you know, tell me what they want to hear. So it's cool to get, you know, a lot of people that I know are reading or have now finished the Britney memoir. So it was cool to get people's take on that. And kind of a lot of people lower, lots of people were agreeing with my mess of last week, which was no other than Justin Timberlake. So again, glad we're all kind of on the same page there. But um, I'm really, really excited to be recording again. And I have a lot to talk about this week. So to kick things off for this episode, I figured we could tie up some loose ends from episode one and then dive into some newer things. So first things first, 1989 Taylor's version has arrived. It is ours. It is Taylor's. She owns it. And I personally am loving it. It is my, by far my favorite re-record that she'd released yet. I feel like this is the most well-rounded as far as like with the vault tracks and everything. I think everything she's done to it, any like tweaks or additions she's made, which there hasn't been too many, but there's definitely some things that she's, you know, adapted or changed some vocal, vocal things, stuff like that. So this is my favorite by far. And I think I can confidently say that this officially makes 1989 my favorite Taylor album. It was, like I said last week, it always had kind of teetered between Speak Now and 1989. This took the cake for me. It is officially over the threshold. Speak Now, I love you, girl. You are always, you are beautiful, never change. But this really, this solidified 1989 as my favorite Taylor album. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I am more than okay with that. While I was listening to it and I was kind of seeing some discourse online of people complaining about the differences and things that she changed, it just had me thinking, I was like, Taylor, this is such a unique situation because artists don't do this. You know, this isn't something that's just like, oh, I don't, I'm stuck in a creative rut. Let's re-record my music. Like that's not what's happening. She's doing this because she kind of has to. Otherwise, she's just making money for somebody else. You know, I mean, granted, she's fine without making that money, but I don't, I don't blame her. Like I would do the same thing. It just, it's, you would do a two for a check. Like, come on. So um, it's uh, to see her, you know, adapting the changes and things like that. And she's, she's a human, you know, we grow, we change. An artist should change. If she was doing, if she sat in the studio and re-recorded these songs exactly how they were the first time, like she's not the same person she was nine years ago and she shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like she's grown, I mean, vocal ability alone like the girl has the girl's gotten much better with her vocals and I think that's just like a known fact whether you're a fan or not like she's you know people used to rag on her for her vocals and she's definitely stepped it up and she is she's doing her thing now and I'm loving it um she's you know changed a lot of her production I feel like she's just like she's played with so much more since 1989 came out so now she's able to kind of oh, maybe I didn't love that when I first recorded it. Maybe that wasn't what I wanted to do, but a producer told me let's do that. I don't know, whatever it may be. I'm here for it. I love it. 
Um, I think the most notable changes, um, blank space, that bridge, definitely there's some some new stuff happening there, which I think sounds fantastic. And the bridge, she like, there's more like harmonies on top of it. And I'm, I'm loving it. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Shake it off. Just a little more spunk, I feel like, in the bridge. A little like, my ex-man, whatever cheer thing she does. Just felt like a little more like toed behind it. I feel like she's actually I don't feel like we all know she's much more confident now 1989 was just like not a great mental state I don't think for her I think she was like just going through a lot and she now she just like she's like I'm Taylor Swift like I can literally do whatever I want and is she could sing the phone book and it would sell so I think she has this confidence now that it's really shining through I think on this re-record more than any of them but yeah there's definitely some more spunk a little more fun behind that shake it off uh chant in the middle and then my favorite change that I noticed was, and I know places in the, uh, is after the bridge where she's like, and we run. And there's like that growl almost. I'm like, ooh, girl, like she's, I'm like, we are going to those places. That place is away from Scooter Braun, you own the album. And I'm, I just love it. I, it's really cool to see her doing this and to be able to kind of put a new creative spin on a song if she wants to. And of course, there's nothing major that she's changing. I mean, like, it's not like she's changing a lyric like she did on Speak Now, but it's just like to hear, you know, what she's able to do now versus what she was able to do nine years ago. I don't know. I really enjoyed it and I'm loving it. And I actually saw something on Twitter and I don't know the exact time frame, but it was saying something along the lines that now new artists when they sign to a label there's a a clause in their contract that they aren't allowed to re-record their music for x amount of years it might be different by label or contract the the contracts they're they're i mean a, a contract is what got taylor into the situation to begin with so like there's just so much within those documents i can't even begin to imagine i did see that there's something that they're putting into them now where artists can't re-record their music for a certain amount of time after it's been released because of how successful all of these re-records have been so like people joke and they say like oh taylor swift the music industry but like she really does like she packs a punch you know she knows her stuff she's it's crazy and i i'm here for it i love it and can't get enough and then the second thing that i wanted to tie up just from last week and the last thing from the last episode is the britney memoir so i did finish it and i absolutely loved it i loved every second of it um like i said last week i did listen to the audiobook and if you are teetering between reading it or listening to it i would definitely recommend listening to it you could just hear the like emotion and you know you could really almost like feel what she was saying even though it wasn't her reading it there must have been some type of like relationship or you know conversation like a deep conversation that they talked about before they did the audiobook because there's some chapters where you can I feel like it was Britney reading it it was so powerful and like the emotion was there so definitely if you're you know thinking about listening or reading definitely recommend the audiobook but just some things that stood out to me. There was one part where she was talking about earlier in her career when she started to, um, you know, be a little sexier and she was, you know, she kissed Madonna and she was wearing underwear and lingerie in her music videos, which like wasn't the norm then. Nowadays, you know, people wear a bikini in a music video and they're being modest. You know, they're wearing too many, they're wearing a lot of clothes because it's just the norm, which is not a bad thing. I'm all for girl, show your body, do your thing. Like, But back then, like that wasn't the norm. You know, people weren't just like, shooting a music video in a G-string and calling it a day. But she said uh, she noticed that when she started doing that, she would see more like older men showing up to her shows, which is just weird. Like we we know nowadays men are trash, but this was 
20 years ago. So to think like, oh my gosh, like she was 20 something years old, like her early 20s on stage, really performing for the girls and the gays. Like if anything about Britney, like she's down for the girls and the gays and that's what she does all of this for. So I just was like, hearing it from her perspective and thinking like, oh my gosh, these grown men are now showing up to her shows because she's showing a little more skin. It's just like, mm, men are gross. I can't, it's disgusting. Um, and I, it just like, it made me sad for her, you know, you know, for her to have to experience that and like be up on stage, like doing her thing. It just, I can't even imagine like what that feeling is. And again, I'm a man, so I'm not someone who can like ever feel that way of like that male to, you know, there's just like that weird thing. I don't know, men are fucking freaks. But that uh, definitely stood out. And she said something uh, along the lines of, I can't be hot and talented because of the way that men were looking at her, which I just made me kind of think about where we're at now in pop music, where women can, you know, be, they can be sexy and they can write their music and they're performing and they're putting on these crazy performances and they can be hot and talented and if it weren't for artists like Britney, Beyonce, Destiny's Child just as a whole, Christina Aguilera, like pushing these boundaries growing up, like who knows where pop music would be and if women would have the freedom and the rights to kind of like do all these things. Obviously there's like a deeper, more like political and we're not getting into that side of it, but just in, I'm talking about like music and you know, pop culture things. It's, it's crazy to think like that wasn't what everyone was doing then. And now it's so, it's encouraged, you know, we want people to be free and do their thing and, you know, be expressive. And it's just, it's really cool to think about and hear really what she was going through back then to be a trailblazer for so many artists. Uh, so that was really, just a really fun like tidbit that I loved hearing and reading. And then in one of the last chapters, she mentions how this is the first time in years she's been able to dance and not do it because her family wants her to. Constantly through her Vegas residency, she kept saying that uh, she would ask for new mixes. She would want to do different renditions of songs or add a song or change a song. And they would not let her because it was then her showing that she has enough mind capacity and interest in the show and she's stable enough to want to change it. And she's now saying, she's like, if I want to dance on Instagram because I want to, I'm going to do it. And it was, I was just, it was, people give her so much crap, I feel like, for the way that she acts on Instagram. And I get it. You know, it's a little, there's some part, like, there's some things where I'm like, girl, what are you doing? But then you think about, like, what she's been through in the past X amount of years through the conservatorship, through everything, even before the conservatorship, when, you know, the media was just everything she did was wrong because Justin Timberlake got the gold medal and he was the right one when he was the one who was cheating and doing, you know, God knows what he was doing and who he was with and whatever. But she she was saying, she was like, I'm finally able to do what I want. So she's going to do it. And it just, I, it made me happy to hear her say that and to hear her be like, you know what? Like for years, I wasn't able to just open my camera, do a little dancey dance, you know, hit post and now she can. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to like it every time. I'm going to comment when the comments aren't turned off. I'm gonna, I'm here for it. I'm all for it. And I think another really big part of the book that really spoke to me, I listened to it twice actually when I got to it was her little shout out to the, the gay LGBTQIA plus community at the end there. She gave such like a really nice, like heartfelt message just saying how she's never felt more comfortable than when she was with 
uh, her, you know, her gay backup dancers or at a gay club. And she knows that the LGBT community really has ridden for her so hard for years. And it's true. Like even me growing up, even before I was out, like I always loved Britney. If it's Britney, like, you know, it's Britney. It's Britney, bitch. Duh. Um, and to hear her kind of just acknowledge that she talked about how so many drag performers um, just look so happy and free performing her music and I it just it was just really touching it was nice to hear and you know it was obviously her fans span all different types of sexuality sexual identifications but to hear her kind of give a shout out just to the gay community and the LGBT community was it was nice and it was cute and I'm just so happy to finally be getting Britney's story and hearing it from her side you know obviously the book was not fully, you know, she didn't just sit down and pen and paper and start writing it. You know, she had to, she had some help because of where she's at. But regardless, it's, there's facts to it. There's, it's her story and I absolutely loved it. So if you've been thinking about wanting to read it, I definitely would recommend picking it up. Whether, if you want to read it, go ahead. But I would definitely recommend the Audible version because I did just really enjoy listening to it. So now that we've tied up those loose ends from last week, we're gonna dive into some new topics from this week. And to kick things off is the Real Housewives of New York City reunion. So I used to watch the Housewives way back in the day, like 2009, 2010 maybe. Definitely way too young to be watching it, but I've been watching it with my mom, so it was fine. You know, like it was like you got that pass if you were watching it with your mom and not sneaking it. Um, but like, yeah, that being said, I haven't watched in years. Any of the franchises, I just kind of stopped watching in college and never caught back up and felt it was like overwhelming to dive back into all of it. So just kind of put a pause on it. But then this season came out and it was New Girls. So my boyfriend Thomas and I were like, you know what, let's do it, let's start it. And lo and behold, we were hooked as many people were. Um, I felt like that's such a nice way to kind of dive back into the franchise and this reunion did not disappoint. So the first thing I definitely, I can't not talk about is Uba saying, using taking the subway with Erin as like a measure of their friendship. She was like, I am friends with her. We took the subway together downtown last week or whatever she said. I was cracking up. I was like, to use as a New Yorker, like to be like, yeah, oh, I took the subway downtown with her last week. Like obviously we're friends. Like yeah, she's exactly like you don't just get on the subway with someone or for someone like that's a big deal. So Uba, I 100% understand your measurement of friendship. And I will be using that in the future. Like if someone's like, oh, well, come see me. Da, 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 I'm going to be like, well, do I want to get on the subway for them? Like, am I that are we that good of friends? So thank you for that new measurement of where my friends stand. And um, if there's any arguments, I will be, you know, invoicing you for the therapy because uh, if you know, it might cause a fight. But uh, on the topic of Uba, when Uba and Bryn were going back and forth and arguing, I was like, oh my God, I was like covering my eyes. This was crazy with the way Uba was screaming and Bryn was just like not letting up. She, like Uba was so upset, rightfully so. She was really, she was really worked up and like trying to like get her point across. And Bryn was just like going back at her. I was like, oh my God, girl. I was like, just let her talk. And they were sitting next to each other. It wasn't like they were sitting across from each other. They were literally next to each other on the couches. So I was like, I don't, you never know what's gonna happen between the two of them. Like they're crazy. I was like, they might swing. Somebody might get a little, get a little rowdy. They didn't and all seemed well, but that was nuts when they were like going back and forth and the whole, you put people in the hospital. I put people in the funeral home. I was like, Bryn. 
whoa it was that was crazy and but i was living i loved it like i was look i was like terrified i was like that emoji who's like covering his eyes but they have like one eye peeking out that was me watching it because i was like i don't want them to fight i want them to all you know be good and like be friends but it's reality tv that's not gonna happen and yeah i it was just it was nuts i was like oh my god the way that they were screaming at each other but you know what good for uba for getting her feelings out getting her emotions out and just like not letting these girls walk all over her i was like this was such a i feel like if anything she definitely like made her mark to be like hey like i am not someone you're just gonna like play your games with you can play them with everybody else but i'm not the one and she shouldn't be i live i was obsessed and then i just can't get over the way everybody switched on jessel everybody being the fans i feel like when this season first started, she was she was annoying. I'm not even gonna say I feel like she was. I was annoyed by her, didn't love her. I was like, girl, what are you saying? What are you doing? I feel like I can't pinpoint when it happened, but like at some point halfway through the season, maybe there were just something that shifted and it was like a universal shift. It was like we were all voting for Kelly Clarkson on American Idol again. We all just kind of like came together and we're like, we love Jessel and rightfully so. She, she just, I don't know, something about her. I just love her. She's she was just like so funny. She just like lives in her own world. And when they brought up the thing at the end where they were like, did you move to New York to be on the show? Who cares? I was like, if she is currently living in New York, if she's here filming, who cares when she moved here? They're like, she's obviously adding depth to the show. So who cares when she moved here? She could have been here for four years, four decades, four minutes, four seconds. She could be flying in to film three days a week and then going back to Texas I don't care. She added such a fun flair to the show and I'm ready for her to move to London and do Real Housewives of London, like she said, at the end of it. And that's kind of just all I have to say for the recap. And I'm ready, I'm here for it. I loved these girls. I am so excited to see what's in store for season two and I can't wait to see, A, I can't wait to see who continues and goes on because I've definitely seen some discourse saying that Jenna Lyons won't be back, which is sad because she is my favorite. I think she is such a fun breath of fresh air for the show. She's just different. She does her own thing. And does she add as much to the show as the other girls? No, but I kind of like that she's like, she's, she, she kind of like brings everyone in, you know, she's doesn't want drama. She doesn't want to fight with anyone. She just wants to like show everybody her amazing closet and like give people gifts. Mind you, if Jenna Lyons showed up somewhere and tried to give me a gift bag, I don't care what's in the bag. If it's a gift from Jenna Lyons, it's literally, it's gonna be fabulous. It, she's she's loaded. Anything she's giving you is gonna be like a fantastic gift. So when all the girls were complaining through the season, like, oh, it's a Jenna Lyons sponsored gift bag, I'll take it, send it right over. Let me know where to send the address and I'm hoping to see one on my doorstep in the next three to five business days because like, who's gonna complain? She's Jenna Lyons. Like, now I'm getting on a tangent. But anyway, I do hope Jenna does stay on the show. And if she doesn't, I'm all for. Just follow Jenna Lyons around with the camera. Follow her around. I just want to see more of her life. I think it's so interesting. Her, the business side of, you know, she's done so much in her career. She has just had so much under her belt, I feel like. And I, I want to know more. Like, I can't get enough of it. Uh, I do hope all the girls do come next season. I would love if they added a new one, maybe added two so it's still an even number. Um, but I definitely, I hope they all stay. I would hate to see any of them leave. Even if I go through phases of where I don't love some of them, 
the six of them together, I feel like there's just like a nice kind of, it was a good group. It was fun. So I would love to see all six of them with some new people. And I definitely don't want to lose anyone. Um, and I unfortunately, I think if anyone is going, it's going to be Jenna, which breaks my heart, but I get it, it you know not for everyone it is what it is she did the season she's still Jenna Lyons like she's still iconic and that's that on that <laughs> um moving on so obviously this past weekend was Halloween and I did do a little fun game on my story where I kind of I picked like 10 to 12 Halloween costumes I wanted to kind of see what everybody was thinking because I definitely had thoughts and knowing my friend I know you guys had thoughts too so I did a, I did do a poll so if you're not following us on Instagram definitely head over to our Instagram. It's just at two pop to handle. Follow us because I think every Sunday I'm gonna start doing yes or mess stories where I'll just kind of pick a few things, put it on my story with a poll and just kind of see what people are thinking. You know, I obviously, I mean, I'm talking into a microphone in my living room. Obviously I have a lot of opinions and I want to, I want to get everyone's take. So um, I put up my stories and I kind of was gauging from there like what I thought were the good ones to pick or which ones I wanted to talk about so I'm just going to kind of go through my list that I have here and we're gonna we're gonna get into these Halloween costumes because there were plentiful kicking it off with Hailey Bieber so I'm not necessarily a Hailey Bieber stan I'm not I follow her on Instagram but that's like the extent of it I don't really keep up with her YouTube channel or anything I can just appreciate her like she's she's stunning she also like lived out her dream of like being a Justin Bieber super fan and now she's married to him. So like she kind of won that battle in life. So like you, you got to give props where props are due. Um, and she deserves all of the props for her, her Halloween costumes this weekend. She just looked stunning. I was obsessed. So she did, there's three that I'm going to chat about. So she did uh, Pebbles and Bam Bam from the Flintstones with Justin. So we just have to applaud the fact that they finally looked like a unit and he wasn't wearing sweatpants while she's in like Louboutins and a skin tight red dress. So claps to them for finally agreeing on an outfit and looking like a cohesive piece, but also just like a cute, fun costume, you know, a little nostalgic back to like the 90s and they looked great. It was super fun. So I loved that. Then she also did a scary movie, the screen scene. So she had, she did the whole photo shoot. She had, you know, ghost face behind her. She did the phone call and she just looked like stunning. Like she was like screaming into the camera. And I was like, how do you still look gorgeous? Like it was just like, it's, it's like, I'm like, girl, I want to hate you so bad, but I can't because like you, like you're, you're, you're giving us what we want. You know, we, you are giving us the full production for the Halloween costume. You're giving us the full photo shoot. So I have to give... I, you know, I have to applaud where applause is due. And then my favorite of the three, which wasn't even necessarily like the most big, you know, costume or anything crazy to do, but just like the execution of it. And also the Lindsay Lohan tie to it, which, which is just kind of an overall theme of my life. If there's something you could tie Lindsay Lohan to it, I'm sold. Um, her Mean Girls costume. So she, if you didn't see it, she recreated the DVD cover, which is Lindsay Lohan in the front, the plastics in the back. And she was not one, not two, not three, all four characters. So she literally had somebody Photoshop herself as Lindsay Lohan as Katie in the front. Then there's the plastics in the back. The top said, uh, starring Hailey Bieber and Hailey Bieber instead of like Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams. So just the attention to detail was there. And it was just funny that she played off four of it in, you know, for the for the bit. Um, there's nothing like committing to a bit. Like if you're going to do it, do it. And she did it. 
And then in her Instagram, if you swipe to the second slide, there was, she did like the burn book and it was like, this girl is the nastiest skank bitch I've ever met. Do not trust her or whatever the mean girls thing is. And then her picture and it said, Haley Bieber. So she just in on the joke. She, she understands her references. She, she nailed it. I was obsessed with all of her costumes from the weekend. So 10 out of 10, absolutely a yes for Miss Haley Bieber from me. And next up on our list, we have Miss Christina Aguilera. And one thing about me, I love the movie Burlesque. I don't care what anybody says. The soundtrack is great. It's Christina and Cher. Like what, what is, what is there not to like? I love Burlesque. And Christina dressed up as Cher this weekend. She did a little TikTok um, with an audio from Burlesque as Cher. So that was just fun. It was cute. It's Christina Galera. Again, she's gorgeous. She just looked so good. And again, I just appreciate when somebody commits to the bit. You know, I I think if you're gonna if you're a celebrity and you have all this money, listen, as a fan and as a consumer of pop culture, I am we are pouring money into their pockets. You know what I mean? Like they have the money to spend. So if they're gonna spend it, I'm happy that they're at least doing it for the content. You know, do it, go big or go home. And she absolutely went big. I loved her costume. She looked fantastic if you didn't see it um she did a she did a bunch of different she did a photo shoot she did a go tiktok or reel and then she did another photo shoot with it so like she was working so obsessed with that absolutely loved it these next two so one of them's a yes one of them is a mess and i i'm just gonna start by saying like girl the strike Girl, the strike. So Kiki Palmer, my yes of the two, she dressed up and she did life-size, which again, Lindsay Lohan tie. She was Eve, which Tyra Banks. And then she had, I believe, a young actress. I don't, I'm not sure who she was. I didn't find too much information on her. She wasn't like tagged because I think she's literally too young to have an Instagram, but it was her and this younger girl. And they did life-size, which is obviously the movie where Lindsay Lohan's doll comes to life. And it is Tyra Banks. Tyra reposted it. Everybody was living for it. I feel like as a celebrity to pay respect and like do a costume of another celebrity has to be terrifying because you don't know what they're going to think. What do they hate it? And they like hate you, you know, when you're a fan, there's obviously a level of like love and respect to just want to do the costume anyway. So for them, them to like repost it or acknowledge it or love it, uh, even if it is privately, like we might never know, but uh, Tyra did repost it. Absolutely loved her costume. She looked fantastic. My mess of these two, strike, sag, astra, whatever potential mess is, is Megan Fox. Now, I know everyone's gonna be like, what do you mean? She looked fantastic. She looked so good. She's just, she's hot. She's gorgeous. I'm as gay as they come, but I could admit Megan Fox is a smoke show. Her and Machine Gun Kelly did Kill Bill. They're like the bad boy, bad girl, whatever couple, I understand. But she posted her costume and her caption was just tagging SAG-AFTRA, which is like, we you're already crossing a line being a scab doing the costume to then post it and make your caption just tagging them. It's just like, it's like pouring, I feel like, like salt in the wound to everyone, all the actors and actresses who have been picketing for however long. It's been months at this point. Um, and Lisa Ann Walter, who is Chessie from The Parent Trap, another Lindsay Lohan tie-in, and also Lisa Shimenti in Abbott Elementary, which is another show that I'm just obsessed with, and I can't wait for that to come back so we can talk about that on the podcast, but I digress. Um, she responded to it and was like, 
way to go, pretty girl. Like, I'm glad you can have fun and, like, post about it. But, like, we're not getting paid. And I get it. Like, Megan Fox has been, like, sworn out of Hollywood for whatever happened back in the day. But, like, just because you're not working doesn't mean everybody else doesn't want to. And it just rubbed me the wrong way. It just seemed like a, I don't know. Yeah, like, it was, it was like a, like a, like, you know, like a stab at them or whatever. But just didn't seem, if she would have done the costume and, like, just, like, ran with it. Like, Kiki did the costume. And the, the Kiki's post literally said, like, Disney Presents. So I'm like, you're never getting a check. Like, Disney Presents, not a check to you. I'll tell you that right now. But Kiki did it. She didn't mention anything about the strike. She just, like, committed to it and did it. Fine. Great. I'm sure that she's going to get repercussions for it. I, I, don't, I don't know enough to, like, be like, oh, this was bad because X, Y, Z. But I just thought, like, Megan Fox captioning her photo tagging SAG-AFTRA through all this. I'm just like, come on. Just do the costume and, like figure it out later. Like now you're just like red X. If you weren't red X before, like you're red X now. So I don't know. That just rubbed me the wrong way. Again, she looked great, but the whole concept of it, I was just like, you don't have to be the rebel child every single time, Megan. Come on, get with it. Moving on <laughs> um, to no other than the Kardashians. And I say that because I have the list of all of it because there was a lot of costumes and a lot to talk about. Starting with no other than TikTok star, Northwest. So she had a few different costumes. Her first one that I saw being the bear for one of Kanye West's album covers. And listen, I don't like Kanye West as much as the next person. You know, he's just, he's not a great person, but I do respect the way Kim will always say like, hey, if my kids want to listen to their dad or want to, you know, dress like their dad or do whatever, it's their dad still. And maybe because of me growing up, my parents were split. Uh, my mom was very much like, if you want to see your dad, whatever, you know, she was the same way. It's your dad at the end of the day. So I just really appreciate the way Kim is raising them not to be like anti-Kanye, even when like he has given not only her, but just like the world, the reason to be anti-Kanye. Um, so I thought that was really cute that she did. She dressed up as the bear from his album cover. Then the next costume we saw was with Miss Kimberly. They did Clueless absolutely nailed this. So they dress up as Cher and Dion and they just both looked, I mean, it's the Kardashians. They're going to spend the money to get the costume and they, their costumes were down to like the stitch. I feel like it was perfect. Like if you would have told me like Kim got her from Alicia Silverstone, I would have been like, yeah, I believe it because they just looked so good. I don't know. I loved it. I love their dynamic. I think the two of them just, even like their TikToks, like seeing Kim be so silly and goofy, which is something we never really saw from her um, outside of, you know, maybe sometimes on the show here and there, but for her to like be in on the TikTok trends with her daughter, it's just cute. I'm all here for it. And to do this costume together, I was obsessed. And then rounding out Northwest, her Penelope and two of their friends dressed up as the Cheetah Girls, which just to see something span so many generations. I mean, the Cheetah Girls came out 20 years ago, maybe at this point, maybe we're like coming up on 20 years, which is just insane to think about because I was obsessed with the Cheetah Girls growing up. Um, but they all dressed up in the track suit. So they all had their different colors and it was just so cute. So fun to like see them, you know, playing into it. And they're all so young. So for them to, you know, still want to do this costume that isn't necessarily relevant anymore. It was just cute. I loved it. It was, it was super fun and kudos to them. Moving on, so obviously we said Kim did Clueless with North, but then she also did the Bratz dolls with Chloe and then two of their friends. So they dressed up as four different Bratz dolls and Kim looked stunning. Kim Kim can't not look stunning, just like matter of fact, but like I just, she nailed this costume. She looked so good and I can't help but think like, oh my God, like the Bratz soldier team is already so good. 
they're gonna have a field day with this content. I literally said to my boyfriend, I was like, they're great, they're good, but like imagine now, like the Kardashians dress up as you for Halloween. Like everybody was dressed as Barbie this year and rightfully so, I mean, the Barbie movie was just like a masterpiece within itself and just like took over 2023. But for them to dress up as brats and just like kind of play into that side of it, I loved it. I thought it was so much fun and they just, they look great. Then moving on to the Jenner sisters. So Kylie and Kendall. Kendall, the first costume we saw from her was Marilyn and she looked great. She looked like Marilyn. Like we all know the reference photo. My one thing with it, that it was just, it was so simple. You know, she put on a wig and a black turtleneck. Mind you, she looked stunning. And she, I'm just like, oh, great. You can look like Marilyn Monroe, you know, this like icon of beauty and sex. And like, it's like minimal effort. But I was like, if you're going to do Marilyn and you have the money to do Marilyn, if you don't get in a white dress and stand over like a fan so they could blow your dress up. Again, she looked great. But I was just, I wanted more. You know what I mean? Like you can, you have an unlimited amount of funds to do a photo shoot or to do anything. And I just do more you know i don't know i just again like i said like with these people we are pouring money into their pockets constantly so i was like it to put on a black turtleneck and a wig like you look great you look beautiful you look like marilyn monroe like we get it but i was like i want more do a little bit more that being said she is not a mess for me overall because kylie and kendall together did a sugar and spice look so kendall was sugar kylie was spice they were like a like a black and white uh like opposites almost of each other and then they did the mean girls bit so once again like take a shot every time andrew ties something back to lindy lohan but there's just there's something about lindy if it's lindy lohan coded i am sold on it and it is automatically great for me um but they they just dressed up as like kind of opposites of each other sugar and spice and i was i would just it was just so good they looked great it was fun i love when they they do something together and they do it right you know like i feel like they're always it's always a polished look they always are full rounded and yeah so i think kendall making up for the Marilyn there i think that was like that was my my balance for the two of them and then to wrap up the kardashian halloween costumes i think my favorite of all of them was courtney dressing up as kim now as i'm saying this and thinking about the context she 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 captioned the thing the photo freaky friday once again take a shot anytime andrew likes something that had the slightest reference to lindy lohan i'm sorry i'm she's just like my it girl of all it girls i love her and anything that ties to her i'm gonna it has a check for me i just love it but Courtney dressed up as Kim at the Met Gala. If you don't know the look, Kim was pregnant at the Met Gala a few years ago and she wore this stunning floral gown um, and Courtney posted in it. Um, Courtney is currently pregnant, if you didn't know. And it was just, they've had so much beef on the show. If you don't watch, um, they, there was like a whole, the whole last season I feel like was all about Kim and Courtney fighting. And to see them now, you know, I'm assuming it was Kim's exact dress because Kim has a storage closet bigger than my entire apartment of just all of her looks. Um, so I'm imagining she gave her the dress to wear for the night or for whatever it was for the photo. So for Kim to give her her dress after all the drama between them, I just love that kind of like tie together. And she just looked great in it. Like it's a great costume for someone pregnant anyway. You know, it's, I feel like it's limited if you're pregnant. You don't really know what you're going to dress up as for Halloween if you're dressing up for Halloween. But the fact that it was pregnant Kourtney Kardashian dressed up as pregnant Kim Kardashian while wearing Kim Kardashian's Met Gala dress 
it just, it checked all the boxes for me. I loved it. It was everything to me. And that wraps up our Halloween 2023 celebrity costumes. So much fun this year. I feel like it was, it was, it was, everyone was saying like Halloween felt different this year and it definitely did. I feel like it wasn't as big of like a thing as it is in the past, but I, I appreciate the people who did the costumes full out. Um, that's my list for the year. Our next and actually our final topic is Miss Dua Lipa. So one thing about me, Dua Lipa selling it, I'm buying it. She has been teasing a new era. Um, she hasn't released an album in three years because the girl's been on vacation nonstop, but that's a whole other topic. But she hasn't released an album literally in almost three years. It'll be next year. Four years. Oh my gosh, it'll be four years. Yeah, that's crazy. Whoa. Um, so we're it's it's we're due. We're we're due for a Dua Lipa album. We'll leave it at that. And we're finally getting it. So the past few weeks she um, she cleared her Instagram feed, posted a photo with new red hair, which I was obsessed with. And she said, like, miss me, deleted the post, uploaded a reel. And it was, I think the caption was something like, catch me if you can or something. Almost implying that it wasn't going to be there forever is kind of what I got from it. And she deleted it after that as well. So she's been playing this like cat and mouse game with us. And then yesterday, so uh, Tuesday, she posted a reel and it was the longest she'd posted yet and it was had the most like of a clip of a song and at the end there were these numbers uh and it was it was like eight or nine different numbers i had no idea no one knew what they were so we were like okay and then she sent out a text to anybody subscribed to her text or email list and of course i am because like i said do a selling i'm buying um she sent out a text and it was those numbers again i think a line from the song and then it said love comma for 21-1. So I was like, love 4211. What does that mean? And then it was like three numbers, three letters in Dua, and four is D, 21, U, A, 1. I was like, okay. So that means the letters at the beginning are corresponding to the letters in the alphabet. So I figured it out, unscrambled it. Houdini is what we got. I texted that back to it and we got a, a, a lock back that was unlocked. And so it was like, all right, so we're unlocking something. There's an error coming. And then this morning, um, she posted that her new single Houdini is coming out on November, November 9th, excuse me. And I am so ready for it. I, she's apparently going more in like a funk direction, which I'm totally here for. I think the disco future nostalgia sound was so perfect. I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I will say to this day, Don't Start Now is the best pop song we have gotten in years. I have not heard a better pop song since that came out and it only took me two episodes for me to mention how much I love that song. I can go on, I could do a whole episode just on why I love that song so much, but I think that sound was so fun. So now apparently she's going full funk. I am so ready for this new Dua Lipa era. The the snippet alone is like four seconds and I'm just like, oh, it's fantastic, it's great, I love it. So I'm so excited and I just, I can't wait to see. So we will definitely have a lot to say about that when it comes out. What is that, next week? Yeah, next week, that's that's nuts, that's insane. We're also getting a new Megan Thee Stallion single this Friday, which I'm super excited about. Love me some Megan. So I will definitely be posting about that on my Instagram, wherever, and then I'm sure I'll recap it next week what I'm thinking about it. So like I said, that is our last topic of the episode, um, which means we have made it to our little end segment. So yes and mess of the week. So our yes is the new Mean Girls Walmart Black Friday ad. Oh my God, could they have done a better job with this ad? If you haven't seen it yet, they pretty much recreated Mean Girls, but it's 
uh, Katie, Karen, and Gretchen, uh, and their kids are now going to the school. So it's, it's obviously it's like a two minute ad, but like they have the same music in it. It looks like the same school. They are, Katie is the guidance counselor. So it's just like, there's so many fun ties from the movie to now this ad. Um, and it's just, it's perfect. They got Damien in it. They have Kevin G in it. They just nailed it. I've seen so many people complaining that Rachel McAdams is in it. And of course, Regina George is a huge part. One of the biggest parts of the movie. No denying that. But if Rachel McAdams didn't want to do it, I am not going to let her not being in it take away from the fact that we just got one of the best Black Friday, really just the best commercials in years. Lindsay Lohan enthusiast, Mean Girls fan aside, it was just so well thought out. And so we did get photos of them all together filming a few weeks ago. So we knew something was coming, but I don't think anyone really expected what it knew what it was and no one expected it to be to this magnitude. The production, the writing, they got Missy Elliott. And she just like ties into it so well because obviously like Pass That Dutch is the song that plays when they walk down the hallway. They just like any stop they could have to pull out, they did. And I, I'm obsessed. I can't get enough. If you haven't seen it, go watch it again. I've watched it like five times because it is just, it's perfection. They did such a good job and I, I love it. Can't get enough. Now, on the other hand, my mess of the week, this is more of like a general topic. So anyone who doesn't know me, I live and breathe live music. I love going to concerts. I've been going to concerts since I was like six years old in the second grade, first grade actually. Um, and I just, I love concerts. I don't know where Ticketmaster found the audacity for these prices. So this has been an ongoing issue. Obviously, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, there's been like a whole issue with not only getting tickets but the price of them and not only resale but the face value price is insane so last week i was helping my friend lizbeth with bad bunny tickets i was just like she was trying to get tickets i was you know seeing what she could find whatever and i was like oh what do the prices look like they were over a thousand dollars for standing general admission in what world are we paying a rack for a concert ticket it is it's just, it's crazy. And it's face value. It's not even like these are scalpers reselling it. This is Ticketmaster, the artist, whoever sets the prices, asking you to literally be like, yeah, give me a part of your rent for this. Don't get me wrong. I'm still going to shows. I'm still spending money to go to concerts. But it's just gotten to a point. I think for a while, I thought the prices were so crazy because of like COVID. We couldn't go to shows for however long, what, two, two and a half years. We're so far past that, and I think the demand is obviously there, but it is, it's just there's no sign of it coming back down, and it's just driving me nuts. Prices aside, getting tickets is just so hard nowadays. You you sign up for this verified fan bullshit, whatever it is. You get the code. Half the time you get the code, you can't even get in. You can't even, like, get, by the time you get in, they give so many codes out, you can't even get into the queue to find a ticket. So it's like, all right, great. I signed up, got the code, whatever. You get in, there's no tickets left. And if you do get a ticket, and let's say you find a ticket at a face value price, that's not crazy, like one, two, you get like a reasonably priced ticket. You get to checkout, and now you're paying double the price, basically, in service fees. What are we paying service fees for if your website doesn't even work? Half the time, there's a 404 error, you can't get in, you're waiting in a queue for forever. It's just like, what service fees are we paying for if the service is shit? 
I don't get it. It just is insane. We need to abolish Ticketmaster. We need to get a better system to resell tickets, to get actual tickets to fans before they go to resellers. It's just, it drives me nuts. And I know I'm like, this is not like a new concept. I'm not like the first person to talk about this, but it's just, it's just pissing me off. And after last week seeing that, just like, I was like, I, I gotta talk about it. I was like, I have a podcast. I did one episode of this podcast and I'm gonna talk about it on the next one. Um, so that's my mess. So my yes, Mean Girls, my mess, concert tickets. I think they kind of round out, you know, things well. And that brings us to the end of the episode. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you're not already, make sure you follow us on all of our socials, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. We are just at Tupop to handle on all platforms. We are also a video platform. So anybody watching this um, or prefers to watch it, you can check us out on YouTube. Again, it is just youtube.com slash I believe it's like slash at two pop to handle. All the links are in our link in bio on our Instagram. And I also have all of the links linked down below in the description of the podcast, wherever you're listening. Of course, if you are listening as an audio only, go ahead, leave us a five-star rating. Make sure you're following us so you never miss an episode. Leave us a review. And like I said, give us some feedback. Like I want to hear from you guys because I genuinely want to know what you guys think of the episodes. I can talk about pop culture. I know pop culture. I can talk about it for hours. That's not my issue. I want to know what you guys think. I want to know if you guys are liking it. If you think there's like, I don't know if there's something you want to hear me talk about more. I just, I, I'm, I'm here for feedback. Reach out, send me some feedback, send me what you're thinking, send me topics. I definitely, now that we're getting to the end of the year, um, and obviously I only started this podcast in October, I want to do like a 2023 recap. Um, and kind of do maybe like yes and mess of the whole year. So I've been trying, I've been starting to put together a list of hot topics from the whole year. So like obviously back to January, obviously like Rihanna Super Bowl, just like big moments this year in pop culture that you think when you think 2023, what defined this year that we didn't get to talk about because the podcast wasn't out yet. So definitely send those through as always. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye.